Welcome once again to another episode of the Random Access Podcast, brought to you by RIPodcast.net. This is episode 305, recorded live on Sunday, April 28, 2013. And here are your hosts, the man who is actually David Pillay this week, David Pillay. I'm back, bitches. And the man who is still not Dave Play and has always been here, Andy Lowe. Hi. And hopefully will never be Dave Play. No, something would be seriously wrong if I was Dave Play. Yeah. So last week. There would be lots of questions asked. So last week. Yeah, so last week. Andy, last week. Andy, we're doing a random topic recap, right? Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Mm hmm. So last week, Andy. <laughs> Well, okay, so I was thinking, like, well, wait a second. Uh, Dave's replaceable. You could see it that way. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, it was an interesting surprise uh, when my, my Google reader popped up with RA Podcast on Monday, and it's like, Dave's not here, man. The fuck? <laughs> like, I know I'm not there. That's not Andy's naming convention for random topic recaps. It was a good episode, actually. I, I enjoyed listening. Well, the, the idea came to me when um, I was... Two weeks before that, I think. I was Hang on one sec. In, in the morning. Hang on one sec. Hello? Okay. Uh, just leave it in the hall. Thank you. Interesting. Did you order room service? No, I didn't. They just brought me complimentary water. Anyway, uh, you want to <laughs> knock that section out, please? <laughs> I suppose. Thank you. So, two weeks ago, Sunday morning. Yes. I was sitting here playing Harvest Moon on my computer, which yes. has been my game de choice lately. It's a good game, isn't it? Yes. The, How many? It's only like two years, three years that three you years. get, though? You get three seasons? Yes. Or three growing? Yeah, you get yeah. three growing. It's every seasons. season, but 12 seasons. Yes. Three years. I am halfway through the first summer. I just experienced my first hurricane, which wiped out my farm. Yeah, those suck. Also, you're using a guide. Yes. You should try it without. If I didn't have the guide... Then you'd have to play through multiple times. I would be dead on my feet in yeah, that oh. game. I mean, the first time I played that game was on a road trip when I was going with my dad to pick up my sister from Rhode Island. And I remember playing, I got through spring and summer of the first year. I think I got into winter, actually, of the first year. And I said, okay, now I know what I'm doing. Let's start over. And yeah. the second year was fantastic. The second try was fantastic. I find it a little ridiculous, though, that the only way to... Because at the, at the end of the game, you basically get actually graded on how well you did. Yeah. Like, they take your affection scores for all the ladies. They take how many things you've shipped, yada, yada, yada. And they score you. And it honestly seems the only way that you can do well is if you basically find the loopholes in the game and use them to your advantage. Which loopholes? The fact that night is endless. Yes. Until you go to bed, it is always 6 p.m. for as long yes. as you want it. So don't water anything until you're ready to go to bed. Exactly. Don't water anything. Don't cut the grass. Don't do a bunch of things that... Yep, all your building yeah. happens at night. Yeah. If you need to move the fence around, if you need to do stuff, happens at night. The only thing is that you run out of energy. Okay. So then part two, unlimited use of the hot tub. Yes. For those who but don't that know, takes there's, there's, so long. You jump into you jump in and out of the hot tub six times, which basically maybe what three four minutes tops by running to the hot tub and then running back to your farm. Okay, maybe and then are you stops. full energy? Full energy. Oh wow! Well, never mind. I thought I only gave you a little bit back. No, it gives you it gives you back twenty four things of energy, and with 
five power berries, which is mostly what you can do for the first year, well, until the winter time where you can get the sixth power berry. You have 150 energy, so you just hop in and out six, seven times, and you're at complete full health again, and you just run out and do your thing. But honestly, if I didn't know about those two loopholes, it would be a completely different game. Yeah, it, it would be the game that the designers had intended it to be. But then, if it's the game the designers had intended it to be, why do they score you on the way to only get a high score is to break the game? Because they want you to always strive to be better. This is not a game where you were ever intended to get 100% completion. Oh, uh, it's kind of funny because there's two of the girls already who I'm at a 999 affection score. Right, but you'll only marry one of them. Yes. So, as I said, you will not have 100% completion. No. Because um, the ending changes based on who you marry. This is also one of the first games that had multiple endings. Oh, yeah. I also found out a cheat that you can actually, quote-unquote, end the game at any time. Yeah. So you can see what endings you would get. So I've actually seen most of the endings now. See, the whole point of doing that classic gaming thing yes. was so that you could experience the classic games. I'm experiencing <laughs> Harvest Moon. Yes, just, you are. I, just I can't, in a, in a I different can't deny way. that. Right. I mean, you know, I certainly used save states when I was doing that, so I can't really harp on you too much. I actually haven't been using the save states on the thing. I, I could have, when I heard the hurricane was coming, I could have reloaded the game from a previous save state and then tried it again to see if the hurricane didn't show up. Uh, just, the weather, I believe, is not a random seed. It is, actually. Is it? Yeah. From two days ago, or what? Yes. Okay. Once you, once you, tomorrow, is already, the weather is already set, but the day after is not. Ah. So, so you just have a save state from a couple of days ago that you would load up to change the weather. I see. For two days later, not next day. The next day's already right. set, but the day after that. And the day after that. Yeah, the day after. So anyway, that was a completely side topic. So explain <laughs> that. Right. While waiting for uh, us to record the podcast, I think that was when we were interviewing the insurgency guy. Yes. So I was playing with Brian and Brendan on Sunday morning. I'm like, oh, they're up on a Sunday morning. Hmm. I wonder if they're always up on a Sunday morning. Uh-huh. So then we just discussed it at uh, Richard's wedding and decided, hey, we'll all be up on Sunday morning. Why don't we just record the podcast? So that's what we did. Sounds good. It's actually less work for me to actually record the episode than it is to do a random topic recap. Topic recap. <laughs> Well, at least now we know we have backups. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's why I did that. Okay. I was lazy. Yep. I mean, I can't. I, I can't actually hold that against you. Interesting fact. I didn't use Skype. I heard you used Mumble. Yeah. It was interesting because it was actually able to split everybody into their own track. Hmm. Perhaps we should look into this in the future. But then we would have to actually host our own Mumble server, which costs money. Or we could just use Bryce. You freeloader. Uh, we'd ask him. Get a job, you hippie. <laughs> I have one. It put me in England. Hence why we were in this conundrum in the first place. Yes. By the way, I'm in Cambridge. I just I, I wanted to say that. No, the other one. <laughs> the real Cambridge? The original. The one that's actually called Cambridge because it's built on the River Cam and there is a bridge over it. You're looking this up, aren't you? Oh, let me just check out your Google Latitude. <laughs> oh, yep, it, there you it are. It should put me pretty solidly. Oh, it actually hasn't updated in six days. Hmm. Really? Yeah. We'll see about that. If you want me to ping you? No, I'll just turn on Latitude. <laughs> there we go. Updated just now. Uh, refresh. Hey, look at that. Dave's updated. Still in the same spot. Yay. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm in my hotel room. <laughs> Where do you think it updated a couple days ago? Hotel room. Oh, man. Beautiful city, though. Absolutely beautiful. That's pretty much all I've got to say about that. A lot of colleges. 
So how does it feel to live in a country that's basically the size of a state? Well, I mean, Cambridge is the size of Ann Arbor. Oh, so it's not much different from no, your previous no. experience. I mean, it's not like everything is scaled down the same way, Andy. <laughs> where states are now cities. Like Singapore? Yes, which is where some of my coworkers are right now. Mm. I could have been in Singapore. They sent me to England instead. Lucky for us, because it means we can record at a decent time. I don't know. Singapore is, what, 12 hours off? 11? From you, 12 hours. Yeah. yeah but I, I'm, I'm working. Like, the rest of the day, I'm planning on staying at the hotel and actually doing work. Oh, okay. It's been, yeah. Gotcha. So, but, should we talk about but, topics? But, sure. I, I did, real quick. Yes. Uh, I have taken advantage of the fact that I'm in Cambridge, and there's a fuck ton of portals in Cambridge. <laughs> So I am now at level seven, and I'm already like an eighth of the way through level seven. So what's going to happen when you hit level eight? I will come back and own Epic, I hope. Maybe. Probably not. Yeah, it's still blue in Kalamazoo. You should go look at Cambridge. You want to talk about it being blue? It's very blue. So anyway, topics. Yes, topics. Which topics would you like to talk about? Um, well, let's talk about Microsoft and May 21st. Hey, look at that. Microsoft is going to be actually you know, doing stuff. Going to actually have an event on May 21st titled A New Generation Revealed. About damn time. Tuesday, May 21st, 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. That's 6 p.m. in the U.K. Granted, you won't be there at the time. No. <laughs> I I will be home by then. Yes. So what are we expecting on this one? We're expecting a new Xbox. Isn't that what everybody's expecting? Right. A new Xbox, maybe a new Kinect. Are we expecting the same stuff that we've been seeing? Are we expecting new uh, information? I mean, you know, is it going to be the rumors? If they were smart, they're going to answer the rumors. Well, no, if they're smart, they're going to ignore the rumors. The question is, are we going to, like, are, are the rumors going to be accurate? Nobody knows, because hence, we've had wild speculated rumors the entire time. It's finally going to be answered. I'm really actually surprised. Okay, so it's going to, the, the event's going to be live streamed, which makes sense. Everybody does that now, except Apple for some odd reason. But it's also going to be live streamed on Spike TV. Why Spike TV? What the hell? Whose um, brilliant idea was that? I don't know. That's where they do the VGA awards or on Spike TV. It, this doesn't bode well. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm both excited for having it on live TV and also saddened because it this is literally just a PR event. Yep. And it's like, okay, we're going to put it on television. Well, that seems to kind of... Well, we'll find out. It's, it's a little... To me, it's a little gray. Yeah. They start putting just, you know, straight PR events on TVs. Yes, I know there's product placement everywhere, but still, that's kind of in the background. You just start throwing PR events on there. It's a little strange to me. Mm. But I am... Don't know if I'm working or not on Tuesday, but if I'm not, I know what I'm going to be watching. I am working, so... Yeah. Do I keep you up to date on what's going on, or you just want to wait until it's all done? And then... I mean, I'll probably be paying attention anyway, even if I am working. Let's be honest. So what do you think they're actually going to call it? Is I don't know. The, the, the 365? I, I really hope it's the 365, but it won't be. Mm. It would be their best choice, but it won't be. Okay, so there's uh, Microsoft is doing their thing on May 21st. Couple that with Nintendo saying that at E3, they're not going to do a keynote sort of speech. Are they still attending E3? Yes. You know why they're not doing Keynote? Why? Because they have nothing to show. <laughs> what do they got to do? Reannounce the Wii U? The thing that no one knows even exists? 
that that does seem to be Nintendo's problem. The Wii U came out, and it's all this brand new stuff, yada, yada, yada. But they didn't really connect it to the Wii. No, the problem is they gave it the same name as the Wii. Everyone thinks it is the Wii. But it's not. It's not the Wii. That was Nintendo's problem. They didn't connect it back to the original audience very well. Yeah, everyone thought it was the Wii. And everybody's already got the Wii. So they didn't buy the Wii U. Do you think, though, that this is... Okay, so those two together kind of makes me wonder how much of a deal E3 is anymore. Oh, hang on. It gets even better than that. How so? 2K Games isn't showing up. What? Yep. I didn't hear that news, but that's sucky. Yep, 2K Games, not even going to be at E3. Not one bit. You would think that, you know, it, it would be a big year for E3 with, you know, two consoles coming out next year. Yeah, but it's not going to be. Nintendo, because you think about this, PlayStation's already had their big event. Microsoft is going to have theirs. Nintendo is not going to show up, really. Yeah. So is E3, like, it's one of those things where it's, it's people are just starting to realize that these trade shows are almost passe now. Well, they're pointless. I mean, E3 has been stupid for years. Remember when they, they closed it off and they said you would have to be part of the industry? Oh, yeah, that lasted, what, a year? Mm-hmm. But that year, they killed it. It hasn't been meaningful since. Everyone just goes and does their own event. Like, it, Some of it is that if you look at the state of the industry, right? Mm-hmm. E3 spawned off from the Consumer Electronics Show. Yes. Because video games didn't have the PR. They didn't have an industry like that. When Nintendo wanted to make an announcement, they had to do it at either CES, when it was still CES, or at E3. Because no one would listen to them any other time of the year. But now the video game industry has, quote-unquote, grown up enough that they you have, have the, things like yeah. BlizzCon on its own. Right, they, they have, have the standalone money. standalone press events that can still actually garner the amount of press that they want. Yeah, and it's not even just the video game industry. I mean, some of it's just communication is out there now. So look at Apple products, right? Apple used to do it at CES, too. And then they had their own. They got Macworld. And now they don't even wait for that. They just say, hey, we're going to hold a press conference and people show up. They hold a press conference. It makes news. Right. No, speaking of um, conferences, though, Apple's WWDC conference. Yeah. Worldwide Developer Conference. Yeah. What about? They're, the tickets went on sale on uh, April 25th at mm-hmm. 10 a.m. Pacific Daylight Time. Okay. They sold out at 10.02 a.m. Pacific Daylight Time. Wait, when did they go on sale? 10. And they were out at 10.02. 10.02. Sounds like Penny Arcade. Two minutes. Well, when you're only selling 500 tickets. I thought it was... No, I don't know how many they're selling, but it's more than 500. It, yeah, it probably only would have been. But it is a limited amount because the WWDC conference is like the way to get personalized, like physical one-on-one contact with Apple's in-house developers. Mm-hmm. And like you can actually talk to an Apple engineer and be like, look, I'm developing for this... I what do this, I need this, to know? Yeah, like, I have this, this, this problem. Can you guys help me? Right. It's like, it's literally the, the way to get face-to-face with Apple and have your voices heard to the people who would actually need to be heard difference. by. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah, it's not surprising that it sold out in two minutes. No, not at all. Oh, shoot. I should have put that on the topics. Um, Penny Arcade about- is investigating. Yeah. Well, I guess you should have put that on the topics. It's a good thing I already knew about it. Well, I just found it kind of funny with some of the stats that they were talking about. See if I can find a news topic about it. But they had pointed out the fact that um, they're kind of cracking down on the people who scalp the, the tickets. Mm-hmm. And they started an official website talking about the uh, sellout on the PAX website. Yeah. What do they have to say about it? Okay. So th- there was a max of four badges at one time, right? Yes. So the average number of sets 
Friday, Monday, or four-day badges purchased per order was 1.45. So on average, people only bought one and a half. Yeah, yeah, one and a half badges. The maximum number you could buy was four, right? The percentage yeah. of orders that were at the maximum number was only 2.1%. Okay. That's it. Okay. So, so people buying at the max amount was only 2% of all the ticket sales. How many ticket sales were there, Andy? Uh, was it 165? 5,000, I think, was the last time they counted. What's 2% of 165,000, Andy? Andy, what's 1% of 165,000? That's uh, 165. No, because it's two zeros. 1,650. What's twice that? No, wait. Yeah, 1,650. Uh, right around 3,000. So that's the number of purchases of four tickets. That's a lot of tickets. Yeah. Okay, so now that you... Stupid percentages. <laughs> like, oh, it's only 1%. Yes, it's only 1%, but when you're talking about 1% or 2% of some Something that's measured in the hundreds of thousands, that's still a lot. It's like the old printers. The, the, the way I learned to think about that... Actually, wait, wait, wait correction. Okay. Uh, we have a supply for sixty-five to 85,000. The 150,000 was the estimated demand ah. for PAX tickets. Okay. So 85,000 divided by two. It's not divided by two. It's 85,000, so you're looking at 850. You're looking at 1,600. 1,600 tickets. There you go. No, 1,600 sales. Times four. It's about uh, 6,000. Yeah. So the way I learned to think about this as far as percentages and just keep that straight in your head, if you think about uh, old advertisements for printers or scanners that said like, oh, we do document recognition with a 99% accuracy. Okay, so that means one letter out of every hundred is wrong. How many letters are in a book? A lot. Right. Like how many letters are on a page? How many letters are in your average paragraph? Heck, how many letters are in a tweet? 140 characters. That means- so that means there's an error every tweet. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So that's kind of just a way to keep that in perspective and think like, well, what does that really mean? Like 99% sounds good, but what does that mean? <laughs> I also like the XKCD about it where it was uh, like kills 99.999% of bacteria. And then you figure out how much bacteria there is on your hand. I didn't understand Wednesday's... Time travel one? Yeah. I don't get it either. (laughs) Okay. I pride myself on being able to understand most of his stuff. I don't understand that one. And I know you are the guy to go to to understand these comics. If I don't understand him, I go to Dave and go, Dave, explain this one to me. Yeah. Like, I... I think when he uses the time machine, he's traveling backwards through time and so turns it off. That the time machine is sending him back in time, but it's only going to send him back in time to the point where he turned on the time machine. <laughs> That's actually one of the arguments about time travel. The fact that you, if you build a time machine, you will not be able to travel back in time till before you actually invented the time machine. Alternatively, Douglas Adams' take on it, time travel by its very definition is invented at every point in history simultaneously. True. Seeing how how we don't have a time machine, there is no time travel. All right, what else do we got here topic-wise? I don't know. I'm still thinking about E3. Actually, I'm still thinking about Microsoft's um, announcement and E3 and how it's all going to relate. Okay, so they have their big announcement in May. End of May. E3 E3 is is June. two weeks later. Something like that, I think so. June 11th through the 13th. So, yeah, like two weeks later, maybe three weeks. It's, it seems like the, they've sucked the air out of it because everybody's still going to be talking about... I mean, they timed it very well. Yeah, because you're either, A, going to be at the end of your bump that you get from your press conference by the time E3 hits. Yep. Well, so you're the other... going to get a second crest or it's just going to be over and it, it, it's fine. It also gives the companies free reign to start talking about what they're doing for it. At E3. Oh. Right. So, you know... 
I'm sitting here, I'm, I'm a game developer, and I'm working on a launch title for the new Xbox, I need Microsoft to unveil that they're working on a new Xbox. So your thing at E3 is more than just, hey, we're working on something, but we can't talk to about it. I can't actually show this to you because it's based on technology that's not available. So no, Microsoft timed it well. I'm still a little... I think Sony might have pulled this one out better with their PS4 announcement and and just doing that so early and so in the middle of nowhere. Because by now the news has completely died down for it. And now at E3, they can be like, oh, by the way, here's what it looks like. You think? Maybe? No? No, I'm thinking. Okay. I think you owe me dinner. (laughs) What we should have done is actually written this down on a sheet of paper. I did. You owe me dinner. Well, I have not signed said piece of paper. <laughs> what do you want me to do? Fax it to you? No, no. This one, I I get dinner for. That the three, the new Xbox, and the PS4 would be announced this year. And well, we okay. So you actually don't technically owe me dinner yet. No, because they do have to be for sale by holiday season this year. So there you go. But if they're for sale by holiday season this year, dinner, you you are driving out to Madison. Screw that. I'll take a train. Well, you have to take the bus. Getting to Madison and taking me to dinner. And then we will go stand in line and purchase our new consoles. No, I'm good. You're good? Yeah. I don't know if I'll buy a new console. We'll see. (laughs) We're going to stand in line. No, I'm not. Well, I don't know if I'm going to (laughs) either. We'll We'll go to the lines and make fun of the people standing in them. I should have done what I did with I could have done with the Wii's just like sell my spot in line just go in line and sell your spot yeah just sell your body you put it that way it's a little wrong well I mean you are I didn't say it yes yes you did I guess I did so Futurama Futurama has been canceled again canceled I didn't know that they weren't canceled I knew well, they that were- they had made new episodes, but I didn't know it was ongoing. Okay, so yeah, it was... Uh, so there were three previous cancelings of the show. Right. So it was originally on Fox, and then Fox canceled it. Then they brought it back on Fox, and Fox canceled it. No, no, no. Because then no? it went to comedy... They, they did the four movies. Okay. Which were put on Comedy Central, but then after that, supposedly they were done. Which you can tell by the final scene of the last movie. That what they happens were, in the final scene of the last movie? The final scene of the last movie is where they get every single character on screen that has okay. been in Futurama. Wow, that's rough. Yeah, I think, uh, if I remember correctly, the uh, animation company, like, charged them extra for that scene because it had to be all hand-drawn. Okay. Okay. So, so Fox to Comedy Central movies. Yes, and then Comedy Central actually ordered a a full season of Futurama. Okay. And then then it got canceled, but then it got renewed again. But this one, this should be the final cancellation of Futurama number four. I don't actually believe that. You think somebody else is going to pick it up? We'll see. I mean, the show does so well. I think this problem was the fact on Comedy Central that it was not, it didn't have a consistent season. It had like, what, seven episodes here, seven episodes there, and now they're going to do the final 13 all in a row. It was not consistent. I mean, neither is Doctor Who. I don't know. I'm not a Doctor Who fan, so I don't know. I know that you're not a Doctor Who fan. Just trust me. The last year and a half, it's been like, we'll do an episode. We'll do two more episodes. Well, in five months, we'll do another episode to resolve the cliffhanger. To put that in consideration, the way the BBC does seasons is completely different. BBC, by the way, British television, some of the weirdest shit I've ever seen. 
Why, which, Their because, game shows are hard. Have you? Oh, did you watch uh, QI while you were over there, or no? While I was over there, I'm still over here, Andy. You're, very true. You are still over here. I actually had QI on just the other day. How is that, it? it? It's like Drew Carey. I mean, it, it's whose line is it anyway? Mixed with a, a game show. Mixed with actual factual knowledge. Yes. Actual factual. Ooh. Actual factual. I but feel then like there's a good there's name like, for something, but I'm not sure what. A cover band. Uh, but then there's The Cube. That was a bad movie. It was a bad movie, but it's a really weird game show as well, where it's like feats of mental agility. So the one that I saw was this this kid. And it was a kid, like he was 19 or something. Um, you stand at one side of the cube. The floor flashes red, except for one square, which remains white. Then you have to put down a face shield so that you can't see and take a box and put it where the white square was. Huh, that's a bit difficult. And this is like a three and a half meter cube. <laughs> so there's a lot of space to put a white box. The white box was like a foot on a side. Anyway, uh, sorry. Well, no, because game shows in Britain seem to be where we pick up all our game shows now. Yes. Even, even historically, that's where we've picked up most of our game shows. Everything besides Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. No, that originally started in the UK, didn't it? Mm, pretty sure it was American first, because it was a million US dollars. A million pounds at the time would have been a lot of money. Hold on, let's double check that. Look it up. I'm pretty sure that was Regis Philbin in the Who US. Wants to Be a Millionaire is an international television game show franchise of British origin. Oh, there you go. British I game shows. swear that was originally British. Yeah, British game shows. Uh, Weakest Link, British. Half of reality TV, British. Big Bang, or the Big Brother, yeah, that was British. I think Survivor was originally U.S., right? Well, because, yeah, we, we did reality TV. We started the reality TV trend. They turned it into a game show. <laughs> Actually, here we go. The, uh, da, 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 da. Am I wrong on this? The format, yeah, I think I'm wrong on this one, too. Format for Survivor was created in 1992 by British television producer Charles Parsons for a United Kingdom TV production. The Swedish version debuted in 1997. Was the U.S. version? Was, when was that one started? Series premiered in 2000. So, yeah, it was originally... Uh, British. British. But wow. it premiered in Sweden. Carmen Sandiego was American. <laughs> Where's Waldo wasn't. That was British. Yep. Wow. You should go over there and get me a Where's Wally book. I, go to Amazon.co.uk and get it for yourself. But then I have to get it shipped. I have to bring it back. You have, you're bringing luggage. Ship it back. Ship it to my hotel and I'll bring it back. <laughs> Really? There's not a bookstore, you know, within walking distance in Cambridge? Andy, is it still published? I, I swear it's still published. God, now you're going to make me go to Amazon.co.uk. How about we do this later? I suppose. So, uh, Provo, Utah has officially yeah. approved the Google Fiber. Now, this is, this is the interesting one where uh, Google is not laying down their own fiber line. They're no. using existing fiber line. Yes. Did you see how much they bought it for? A dollar. A dollar. One dollar. What is the incentive of the city to sell their fiber to Google for one dollar? I don't know, especially since the uh, city still has to pay off a $39 million bond. Right. So This was not free for them. No. What are they getting out of it? I, they're giving Google a free 15-year lease, basically. I mean, it's a dollar. It's not free. Okay. So they're, they're getting a lease on the, the fiber optic network for 15 years for a dollar. The taxpayers still have to pay off 30. Like Google, $39 million. Google could pay that off. Yeah. With no problem. It's a drop in the bucket. A dollar. Yeah. 
What would you do for a dollar? <laughs> Not much. What would you do for What's a What's the city going bark? to do? Would you bark like a dog? Depends how loud and how often. <laughs> okay, so in exchange, they have to provide free basic 5 megabit internet connectivity for all of Provo's residents for seven years. So Provo paid $39 million and has to pay it off. And then Google paid them $1, and Google will provide free internet for everyone who lives there. Yes, for seven years. For seven years. Google will also be in charge of upgrading the existing network and make sure that everybody has access to it. So... They're nuts. I mean, that's that's all I've got to say. They are nuts. Yeah, it, really, a dollar? A dollar. One single solitary dollar. <sighs> I, I understand that, you know, you want to get on the Google Fiber train, but... But one dollar. You're giving the milk away for free. Yeah, giving the cow away, actually. <laughs> True. A dollar, jeez. I want to buy an entire city's fiber network for a dollar. Okay, other um, continuing news. Remember how we talked about how uh, Michael Dell was trying to um, buy, buy back, back Dell, Dell. Yeah. and there was other people trying to buy it back as well? Yes. One of those has dropped out. Oh, which one? Blackstone. Okay. Has pulled out over concerns about a worsening global PC market. <laughs> Didn't we mention that? Like, they do realize what's going on. That, well, that PCs are kind of on the way out. Well, now they looked over the book, decided that we were both true, and pulled out. Okay, good for them. We'll see where that goes. Yeah, it's like, really, you guys didn't realize, you know? <laughs> didn't maybe think about that beforehand? Maybe they were just trying to scare off Dell? I don't maybe. know. I don't know. but So he's were... he's still in the running. Who's the other group? Oh, it was, um, I think it was uh, Silver Lake or something like that. I don't know. It was another large freaking corporation of people who have lots of money. Okay. And they're all trying to buy Dell computers. Yeah. Well, at least someone wants to buy Dell. <laughs> it was a joke yeah, on how bad Dell does. computers are. Okay. Hey, they, they, you go to a school, what do you have? Dell. Max. Okay, so Max and Dells. Yeah. Dells for business, Max for arts. Yep. Um, let's see, other news. Eve Online. All right, who time for another money? Yeah, <laughs> I was about to say, like, it's time for another episode of those crazy Eve fuckers. Who embezzled money now? No one actually well, I'm <laughs> sure people are, there's just no one getting caught. Um and it's not on a global scale, but Eve has been around for 10 years. Yes. 10 years. Yeah, we talked about that little, their 10 stories from Eve. Yeah. So the stories from Eve is kind of growing. Okay. It's not just stories from Eve. It will soon be TV shows from Eve. Really? Based on stories from users. Oh, so this is like the based on a true story sort of TV shows. Yes. Based on a true story involving Eve. <laughs> Ripped from the headlines of Eve. Ripped from the headlines of our fake virtual world where bankers get their rocks off by embezzling and cornering markets. Where bankers get their rocks off embezzling money instead of doing it in real life. Yeah. <laughs> like at least Eve provides them an outlet. But yeah, an Eve TV show. Would you want to watch it? I don't know. I might have to, just to see what it's like. So it would just you'd watch it once for the... Uh... I mean, maybe it's good. Maybe it'll be fantastic. Who are we to say, Andy? Who are we to say? 
I, I don't know because I don't pay attention to Eve all that much outside of those crazy fuckers. Yeah. Yep. So there's that whole internet sales tax thing yes. going through Congress right now. Right? And the Senate passed it is what I've heard. Yes, I do believe. Um, they might actually have a problem, though, in the House. Uh-huh. Because do you remember the uh, the Norquist pledge where Republicans will not raise taxes any place, anytime, anywhere? Yeah, uh, across that, the board. Like, a bunch of them just said screw that. <laughs> then that's an argument you could definitely use against them for um, having them not raise taxes if they've raised taxes and be like, uh, you guys, because Norquist has officially said that he is not for the online sales tax. Sales tax. I have mixed feelings about the online sales tax. What do you? What, what's your take on it? I feel like it's an inevitability. Like, it's going to happen. It, it, should, it probably should have happened a long time ago. But I feel like it is going to uh, It's, it's See, going I'm, to happen. I feel like it needed to happen, actually. Right. I mean, on the one hand, I, I like getting things cheaper. Yes. On the other hand, I recognize that I should be paying sales tax. Like, I'm buying this stuff. It should it should be there, and it's not. And I know people are fighting it tooth and nail because people want to keep money, but I, it should be done. Sometimes I feel bad when I'm filling out the taxes, and they're like, did you buy anything online and not pay taxes? <laughs> like, no. No. I swear I didn't buy a single thing online. I don't know what you're talking about. But that's just giving money to the state. The federal government doesn't care. Right. State of Michigan does, though. Granted, they only... I got $1. Or was it $2? You got $1? I think our rebate this year was like $2. From Michigan? From Michigan. Oh, man, that's sad. It's just saying that we've figured out exactly what our taxable income is, and we have we did our math right. Is That's what that's saying. Well, also that your company's got the math right. Yeah. I mean, I... Yeah. Because what, what's a refund during tax size season? It was basically a free interest loan, interest-free loan to the government. To the government, yeah. But like, I don't have control over what the what my company withholds from my check for the government. I thought that's all on the W two. Yeah, but I don't have control over what they actually withhold. I can't go over to Human Resources and say, "Give me all of my money, and I will pay the taxes." So I think that's what the W the W four form is. The W what form? The W four. We actually like total up how. Much many uh, exemptions you have? That's the W-2. Is that the W-2? Is it the W-4 which you get mailed? I don't know. The The W-2 is the one that reports your income and it reports the federally withheld income and the state withheld income. Okay, then whatever you, when you first start out at your job, you fill out a tax form that asks you how many exemptions you want to hold. Yeah, no, I never filled that out. Uh... Many, many companies, Andy, don't actually give you the, I mean, you might be able to request it. In fact, you might be legally required to be able to request it. But as part of the hiring process, that's not typically something a lot of companies do. Oh, it's like, because everywhere I've worked, that's one of the first things you fill out is that form. No, most companies just withhold however much they calculated they should withhold. Hmm. Well, that's surprising. So Obama is for it. The Senate's already passed it. The House might have an issue with it, especially if it... Think about that. How much could you use that on the fact where if you've signed a pledge saying, like, no more taxes and you stood by it... Read my lips. Yeah, you've stood by it for years and years and years, and all of a sudden this internet sales tax thing comes by, and you pass it. Don't you think every Democrat around could just turn to the Republican and go, like, well, wait a second. You guys said you weren't going to, but then you did it anyway. How come we can't do it for this one? I don't know. This is a state tax. I mean, that's really what this would be, though. This isn't a federal tax. No, it's a state tax. And so that's that's actually, you know, hey, look, who's the king of loopholes, right? 
you. Yeah, so yeah. That, that's the loophole is that they are not imposing a federal tax. Well, we talked about this when California passed it. Amazon just went to um, local – A different state. Well, no, because they went to the, the – in California, they went to the cities and they're like, oh, we'll move our um, place to here if you guys give us a percentage of your taxes. Yeah, but that's – no. You didn't have to say it with such a huff. I know, but I did. Um, I mean, there's there's nowhere for them to run. I mean, they could talk to a state, but the state would be stupid to say yes because now the states have the federal backing. What's their choice? Leave the country? No, Amazon's not going to leave the country. Like I said, Amazon's going to go to the cities and try and make another deal to get most of the money back again. What city is not going to actually – Like what deal could they make though? Jobs. We'll, a move, a we'll move a, a warehouse to your city if you ignore the state sales tax. Well, no, because they can't ignore the state sales tax. It would be a federal law. But just right. give a percentage of the state sales tax back to Amazon. But Amazon's not losing any money. They're not paying the sales tax. True. They ha- they're using money to keep track of the sales tax, but it's probably not that much. No, no. <laughs> like, we, c- comparatively, no. I'm just saying what they've already done, and it's probably what they're going to do again. I think what they're going to do is actually embrace this wholeheartedly. You, you, aren't, you really aren't going to take the debate and ask why. I have to actually go out and explain this. Yes. The only what's Amazon's ultimate dream? Sell everything. Yes, and we talked about it recently. Same day delivery. Yes, right. That is like the ultimate of in online stores. You order it; it's at your place today or tomorrow. What was stopping them from same day delivery? Warehouse locations. Yeah. Why did they have to limit their warehouse locations? Because of taxes. As soon as they put down a brick and mortar store, those residents had to pay taxes. Everyone has to pay taxes now. That would be so weird to actually have a brick and mortar Amazon store. It won't be a store, but the warehouse. Yeah. It will be a warehouse. They'll start building more warehouses. They have the algorithms to figure out what they need to build and where to build it and what to store there. Could be interesting. Mm-hmm. Huh. All right, there's one thing I want to get to before we um, finish. Yes. So, LED light bulbs. Yes. There's a thing with LEDs called the LED droop. Okay. So, normally, if you have a light bulb, right, just a normal incandescent light bulb. Yes. And you keep on putting more power into it, the light bulb will get brighter. It's brighter brighter and hotter. Yes. And it will will eventually burn out. Yes. But it has an upward curve until it burns out, right? Okay. LEDs have actually, you get past the point of turning on the LED, which is normally around 0.7 volts or something like that. Yes. Voltage after that point doesn't really matter. It's just putting more current into the light bulb to make it brighter. That's right. like technically what you're doing when you're increasing current on the light bulb to make it brighter. Normal light bulb. Yes. The, you know, 20 amp versus 50 amp. Yeah. Right. Current LEDs. is directly tied to voltage, but go yes. on. Through resistance, um, LEDs actually have a downward slope. Once it get past, once it gets past that turn on voltage and current, that the actually, more current you apply, the dimmer it is. It actually gets dimmer. Huh. And people didn't really know why. Okay. So normally, like it, the LED light bulbs right now are kind of a balance between okay, how much current can we put through there? Because you have to put some current through. Well, it has to you know turn on. Yeah. Yes. And so, but then we can't put too much through because then the light bulb will actually get dimmer and it's a whole 
whole lot of math. Right. I mean, you could also just increase the resistance and that reduces the current. Yes. But then you're actually not getting much light out of it well, because you're not putting that much current through. So wait, so so you, you tell me, is it the voltage that's required to get it started or is it the current that's required to get it started? You need to have a specific amount of current or voltage, first off, to get it. There has to be a base voltage for it to turn on. Okay. Which is normally but once we have that voltage... Some of them, you can drop the voltage below that amount and still have it work. Sometimes you still have to have a specific voltage, though, to keep it on. Okay. For, for the sake of argument, yes. I have an LED. Yes. It requires one volt to turn on. Uh, normally about 0.7, but okay. I, for the sake of argument, okay. it requires one volt to turn on. Yes. It's a really bad LED. Yes. yes. Okay. And it has an internal resistance of one ohm. Okay. Okay? So it has a current of one amp. Yes. If I add resistors to the circuit, if I put a second resistor on without changing the voltage... You're going to lower the curtain current. Will that dim the bulb? Yes. Okay. That's what I was going for. That's what I needed to know. You can go on. Okay. So, so it's got that weird curve where okay. if you have too little resistance, you're not going to get so much light out of it. It's not that it's a downward sloping curve. It's that it's a bell curve. Yes. Yeah. There is a sweet spot. There's an oddly shaped bell curve. But yes, there is a sweet spot in there. Okay. But we couldn't figure out why it was a bell curve and not just a curve. They figured it out. Why is it? Um, I am still trying to understand the math. <laughs> <laughs> That's a bad sign. It's people at the University of California in Santa Barbara, with collaboration with some college in France, have figured it out. I'm not sure exactly the math, because this is stuff beyond my area of expertise. <laughs> well beyond your degree. Yes. We're talking like master level electrical engineering stuff here. Okay. But they figured it out. But they figured it out. We don't know out. why. <laughs> like... So when they when they figure it out to the point that they can give it to a layman, then we'll report on it, perhaps? Or is this something that I need to start looking at and then asking around and find myself an electrical engineer? Give me a little bit to figure this out. I found this out news out this morning. Okay. They figured it out. So what this means... So next week, Andy will report. <laughs> what, what this means to all of us is most likely we're going to have brighter LEDs. Which means cool. you'll have to have less LEDs for an LED light bulb. Which means, means it will draw less power. Draw less power and be cheaper to build. Okay. So. That's all good stuff. Yes. This is a good thing for the future. Okay. So it's a lot more complicated. It was less complicated in my head. <laughs> Sure. Which is normally backwards from what normally happens. Anyway. So, random review? Yes. Please get me out of this. Okay. Uh, so, w what would you like me to review, Andy? I will give you a choice. Okay. Uh, Poker Night at the Inventory 2 mm -hmm. or Iron Man 3? Ooh. Yeah, because we talked about this. You, it's already I premiered. saw it yesterday. And I've got to wait a week. So, Dave, how does it feel to have already seen it with everybody in the United States going, what's going on? What's going on? What's going on? Mm. I don't know. It, it really doesn't feel any different. I'm going to actually go with Iron Man 3 because I, I'm thinking about grabbing Poker Night 2 because it's only five bucks. Poker and Night so, 2 is five? Yes, it is five bucks. I bought it for five bucks. So, so next week, I could grab that one, and then we could both talk about it. Okay. So, so Iron Man 3. Iron Man 3 me. How, how many spoilers? This, see, this, this could be difficult, right? This is, we don't want to spoil the whole thing. We'll just say it now. If you don't want to hear anything about it. Then we'll see you next week. Yes. How but for you, because you haven't seen it. Oh. Okay, just tell me this. There's a stinger at the end of the credits, right? Yes. It is, however, barely even worth saying for. Okay, so we're talking like Pirates of the Caribbean 2, where it's just a dog getting worshipped uh, by the... 
It, it, a little more than that, but yeah, pretty much. Does it connect to Guardians of the Galaxy at any point? Guardians of the Galaxy? Not that I'm aware of. Do you know about Guardians of the Galaxy? I do not know about Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, okay. So Guardians of the Galaxy is the the next like phase two movie that's not next- you know you know Thor, Iron Man, or Cap- Captain America. Oh, hey, Guardians of the Galaxy 2014. Hey, look at that. There's a talking raccoon, and there's a living tree. Oh, yeah, I remember actually those characters from the comics. Okay, so I was trying to see if the stinger led anywhere towards that point. I I, I don't think so. What do you mean you don't think so? You saw it. I did. (laughs) But it's really... Well, because I don't know about Guardians again. I mean, maybe there was something that I missed. Hmm. Was it more like Iron Man 1 or Iron Man 2? Iron Man 2. Oh, I didn't really like Iron Man 2. I know. So, yeah, I'm... Hmm. Okay, I can I can um, confirm it is not Guardians of the Galaxy. Okay. Nor is it really even Avengers 2. Are they trying to connect it to a Thor movie? No. Huh. Do, do you want to know who's in the stinger? No. Like, just the actors that are in the stinger? Well, I'm guessing Robert Downey Jr. Robert Downey Jr. Um, let's see. If it's not going to be the Thor. It's, it's going to be the... Is it Captain America? No. Uh, Black Widow, Hawkeye? No. No. Uh, Mark Ruffalo? Yes. Real, ooh. Oh, I don't know if I want a Hulk movie, though. <laughs> it's We've tried that before. <laughs> We've tried that before many times, but it's not for a Hulk movie. Oh. Is I can more... tell you the, the final three words on the screen is, um, I, I believe it's our final four words, I guess. Iron Man will return. Well, we all knew that. Yeah, I mean, like, okay, so, they, yeah, there's more movies coming. Woo! It's... Um, <laughs> Shocker there. So, I mean, overall, the movie, it's set after the Avengers, right? We still have this mm-hmm. continuous story going on. And the, I don't know. They, in all of the movies, they took a lot of stuff from the comic books, and they've, they've messed with it. And that's fine, right? Yes. Tony Stark revealing, I am Iron Man. That was a great way to differentiate the movies from the books. Yes. But the most recent set... I, it's it's hard to say this without giving away a lot of spoilers. It, it's different from the comics. It's very it's it's basically at this point you're talking about the same names and that's pretty much it. Like the names are the same. Some of the characters are the same. That's pretty much it. Well, it's kind of like Iron Man two, where it wasn't even the same character. Well, <laughs> like suddenly we have Don Cheadle in here. No, I I don't mean that the characters between the movies. I mean the characters themselves that. Uh, you know, Tony Stark is Tony Stark. Okay, that's cool. But he's not uh, the Tony Stark from the comics anymore. No, he he actually is. I mean, he's oh. still the Tony Stark. Robert Downey Jr. was the perfect casting choice for Tony Stark. Oh, yeah. That's not a surprise more, at all. More of the Mandarin is not the Mandarin. Well, we that's because the Mandarin in the comic books... Is awesome. He's a super human mystical thing with a ring he's that can shoot lasers awesome. and such. Right. He's fantastic. This Mandarin is not that Mandarin. And I went into the movie expecting it to be that Mandarin. So I was very disappointed. Well, I could, oh yeah, I could see that because I'm like, oh, this is going to be awesome. It's going to be Ben Kingsley. He's going to have the rings and it's going to be him versus Iron Man. This is like Iron Man's arch nemesis. It really is. Like, this was finally the movie where we were going to see, it's not the same Mandarin. I won't say any more than that. Well, I, I, I expected that. I honestly expected that because the Mandarin is so outlandish. It feels like he should be a villain in something like Guardians of the Galaxy, where you have a talking raccoon. Raccoon? (laughs) Hey, man, that talking raccoon is pretty badass. I know he's pretty badass, but he's still a talking raccoon. Yes. No, he's not. He just looks like a raccoon. It's like saying Optimus Prime is a fire truck. He's not a fire truck. He's a semi truck. Depends which version. He also could be an ape if we want to go that route. Yes. 
But I expected them to try and ground Iron Man a little bit. The, the Mandarin is so outlandish. It doesn't seem... To, it, I, it, I'm it, sorry. Wait, Andy, are, are you claiming that the Mandarin would be more outlandish than Loki? I, I was trying to preface this when you interrupted me. For the Iron Man aspect of the Marvel Universe. But it's a universe. Yes, it's a universe. So in the grand scheme of things, the Mandarin itself, the original Mandarin from the comics, would make sense in the grander... Have you looked at some of Iron Man's villains from the comics? <laughs> some of them are pretty You ridiculous. have a dude who is a giant head. Like, that is him. He is a giant head. He has vestigial arms and legs. He is just a giant head. And you were claiming that the Mandarin is the outlandish one? No. I forgot about the giant head guy. Like, really? I, I'm not that big of Isn't a comic book absorbing guy. So. Man? so in Iron Man? I mean, I know he's in Avengers. Like, he's Marvel, but... There, there's a lot of strange comic book hero, heroes and villains and in comic books pasts. Right. Really, the Mandarin, not all that weird. In fact, the Mandarin, one of the coolest villains there is. But in, in the Iron Man specific movies, everything seems to be grounded in science. reality and in science. No, not, let's be careful here. Yeah, not, it's not reality. reality. No. But still, it Super science. Be, yeah, it seems to be more less. It seems less supernatural than the others. In Thor, the Mandarin You're might make sense. God. When you start bringing in demigods and the Byford Bridge and yada yada yada. Bifrost. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Well, we'll we'll see what happens with it. But yeah, not as cool. Also, like they they take a recurring villainous organization and utterly destroy it by the end of the movie. Like it was clearly a shot. Which is kind of odd because they had they had brought up the 10 rings in the first movie. They didn't really talk about it in the second and they're just saying they kind of just destroyed it in the third. It's not the organization I'm talking about. Oh. Cuz it's like the Mandarin and they brought up the 10 rings in the first movie and it was like, "Ooh, the Mandarin." Yeah, I know, like shadow and really cool and nope. Nope. I hadn't even made that connection actually. Well done. That was the first connection that everybody brought it up, the Mandarin. Yep. That's why they're like, no, how come he didn't show up in the second movie? Because they wanted to bring in Hammer Industries. Yeah. Um, does Ben Kingsley at least seem plausible as the Mandarin? Just I, as, he, as his character, does he does he make it over the top or no? I will say, and and you can quote me on this, and I want you to... I want you to go back after you watch it and yes, listen to yes. the section again. Ben Kingsley played his character very well. Okay. Okay. So all in all, I actually saw the 3D version. Ooh. And no, it, it wasn't that bad. Okay. Um, you know, there were some scenes where it was like, why? No, no. But it, it was, they're getting much better at handling 3D. And I think what a lot of movie directors have recognized, the purpose of 3D isn't to throw things at the audience. The purpose of 3D is to give depth to the scene. Yeah. You shouldn't, almost never should you bring something in front of the screen. That's what's, it's kind of interesting. Whenever I go see a movie in 3D, which movie did we see recently? Oh, we saw Jurassic Park in 3D. Mm-hmm. What did you think? Well, I had actually gone and for part of the, this is actually the first time I saw it in the movie theaters, first off. Okay. So it was Jurassic Park without, you know, commercial interruptions. So that was good. Yeah, it's a great movie too. Yeah. I actually kind of like the movie a little bit better than the book. Yep. But anyway... Um, so different for certain parts of the movie, I actually go and I basically lift up my 3D glasses off of my face. And so look I at what's of, in 3D. Yeah, because yeah, you I can tell what's in 3D as soon as you take because off the glasses. Blurry. And everything else is still normal. And Spielberg, when he did his 3D editing of that movie, definitely did, kept away from, you know, keeping things in the front. Most of the time, it was just the background that was right. in 3D. And that's... I, you know, you used to say like, oh, 3D is terrible, 3D is awful, 3D will never be good. And I think that was the key. That was the trick, was that when people started doing 3D, they're like, let's throw shit at the audience. 
they made it as a gag, as a yeah. trick, as a carnival sort but, of thing. But giving it depth moves you from the screen to the stage. Yes. Now, the the only trick that they have left is depth of field and focus control, and that still can give people headaches, and that's still something they need to think about. Yes. Uh, because when, it, when there is depth like that, when you are looking into a room, I want to be able to focus on what I want to focus on. But that's but true you, of 2D movies, too. Yeah, you don't have control over that. You, you, right. you focus on what the camera focuses on. Right. The director is, is controlling my focus. And there are times when that's good, and there are times when I'm not. I'm like, wait, what, what did that say? Bring that back. I think the last time, the last movie I thought of that had an infinite depth of field where everything was in focus, mm-hmm. I think that was Citizen Kane. Yep. See, it, it would take, honestly, somebody like Orson Welles to come to, up with it. Yeah, to well, come but, up with us. But I'm saying the, the next trick, the next piece of a 3D movie, right, the next technology, the next drastic shift will be giving the audience that ability. The problem with that, though, is... I mean, the tech isn't there. Well, that and the fact that how would you do that with an audience? How, you want to focus on one thing. People behind you want to focus on something else. It, you right. Can't do, that's, that's why I'm saying the tech isn't there. You'd have to have personalized movie screens. Right. The tech isn't there. Yeah. I, how many times can I say this, Andy? The tech's not there. Okay. Um, and, and it would take a very creative director to figure out how to use that properly. Yes. Because one of the nice things about the screen is they can choose what you focus on. But yeah, I, I actually did like, particularly in Jurassic Park and to a lesser extent in Iron Man 3, uh, the, the 3D control. What I really like, fantastic, absolutely amazing, the movie theater here didn't automatically charge you for 3D glasses. Really? You could bring back your old 3D glasses and they would not charge you. <laughs> well, you know, that would be nice over here. Right. Like, I want to go to AMC. I have four pair of 3D glasses. I should just bring them in and be like, look, I paid for these. I will either A, return them to you for a refund, or B, you will not charge me to go in and watch a movie with them. That would be really nice. Yep. I'd see more 3D movies. Yeah. Even if the ticket itself was slightly more expensive, which it is. But still, it's not, you know, like $4 more expensive. Yep. They're getting away with murder. Yeah. Um, so yeah, recap, Iron Man 3, not as good as the original, still worth seeing. Ending leaves things kind of in a gray, fuzzy area. Well, see, that's the other problem is you have to end the story, but then you can't end the story because we all know... He's coming back for Avengers 2. Yeah. Yeah, with Thor and Cap and... The whole gang. What's the next one? Is Thor 2 the next one? Uh... I believe it is. Yes. I think it's Thor 2, Cap 2. Guardians of the Galaxy. Guardians of the Galaxy, and then the new Avengers? Yes. Okay. Which they might... Ant-Man is still up in the air, so... As his own movie? Yeah. Well, Hank Pym did play a pretty big role for the Avengers, but he's also a total wuss. Random topic. Random topic. No one liked Ant-Man. He's the Aquaman of the Avengers. (laughs) All right, random topic. Compare slash contrast the stages in Failure to Launch, which is a movie, Sarah Jessica Parker, Matthew McConaughey, to wooing techniques needed to get a wife in the game Harvest Moon. Speaking of Harvest Moon, also... I wonder why it was on our mind. (laughs) Also, are these techniques that you feel have a basis in reality? So just to briefly recap the quote-unquote techniques that I recall from Harvest Moon. Yes. It was basically talk to them. Talk to them, yes. Dance with them and buy them gifts. Um, Okay, so you talk... You can talk to them. You can give them gifts. When their affection level gets high enough, they each have a quote-unquote personal event, which is almost like you have to help them get through some sort of tragedy in their lives. Some of them are, you know, not so bad. Hey, the weather vane on top of my house blew away. Can you help me find it? To help, I'm trapped in a cave. So yeah, that personal tragedy is there. Uh, dancing, give them so gifts. So being a friend, tragedy. You, you, could, you could say. And yeah, then you have the, the 
holidays. Which is basically, which girl do you want to dance with? Yes. Okay. That's about it. I've never seen Failure to Launch, so I don't know what stages it's referring to. Well, the, mov- the movie's idea is Matthew McConaughey is still living with his parents, one who is Kathy Bates. Granted, I would never want to live with Kathy Bates because she scares me. Okay. Um, but so he goes live. And so they hired Sarah Jessica Parker to basically become his girlfriend to try and get him out of the house. So they do things like, you know, sharing a hobby that he enjoys. Uh, t- he helps her through a tragedy of her quote unquote dog dying, that sort of thing. Okay. She uh, gets the friend's approval is one of the stages. God, it's been a while since I've seen the movie. I don't see that many. I, I see some similarities like helping them through a trouble. You know, you have to talk. There's not that many similarities. Similarities. I'm trying to see if the Wikipedia page has it like, doesn't. Oh damn! <laughs> that's that's where I, I've been looking for it. I'm like, oh, uh, yeah. No, it, it doesn't really go into much. Oh, detail. here we go. Here we go. She allows her subject to fall in love with her, pretending to like what he likes, allowing him to help her through a crisis, obtaining the approval of his friends, giving him the opportunity to teach her something, and then that's when um, he's supposed to move out. So you don't really teach anybody any. Like I said, there's four things in Harvest Moon. <laughs> Most of the time, it's just talking. Yeah. They ask you a now, question. Now, bringing that back to how close is that to actual courtship? I mean, I wouldn't pester every day when I just first meet her. I, and, and, you you know, Harvest Moon, there's a computer involved. You just have to follow the right pattern. There's no adaptation. There's no, uh, you know, today she's not feeling as well. Maybe probably shouldn't bring up the fact that her dad's an alcoholic. Which is, I mean, that, that happens in the game, right? One of them, her their dad is an alcoholic, but... Um, Ellen? I think so. Her yeah, dad's in the her bar uncle, every night. Yeah, her dad's in the bar. Her uncle's the livestock guy. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I mean, you know, the basics are there. Talk with them. Get to know them. Purchase them things. Show affection. Provide for them because you have to have the right size house. True. Like, I just saw it as all around being a nice guy. Very true. That is Would the, I model myself after the, the hero of Harvest Moon? No. No. But that is true because you you don't bad. have to involve yourself in their crisis. You yeah. can just you know go back to picking your potatoes. Yeah, you you don't actually have to do anything with them. It's not a requirement in the game. There's actually no benefit in the game to having a wife. Right. If you want to get the best ending, then in you fact, have to. Well, but if you don't know about the endings, if you don't have the guide, it's just there. Yeah. There's nothing that's in the game that forces you into it. There's nothing in the game that says, "Hey, if you do this, you get a better ending." And there's no benefit in the game from it. No. So, yeah. Sometimes it actually makes the game a little bit harder. <laughs> oh, it definitely makes it harder. I mean, that's time you're spending doing that as opposed to other things. Like work in the it farm. Takes, yeah, it takes actual commitment. It takes actual commitment in a commitment relationship? What? Right. Am I, yeah, I going to base my relationship on either of those? No. 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 Absolutely not. No. It's kind of funny, though, is the fact that um, because time stands still indoors in Harvest Moon, you can game the system by just, you know, like having the girl ask you a question, you respond, that raises her affection score. You go into another room in the house and come back. She'll ask you the same question over again. You respond the same thing. You leave and you come back. You can get a girl from not liking you at all to, like, max level of affection. Like, she was able, she wanted to marry you two times over at this point in one night. That's so not not a not a grounding for reality. No. But again, like the the way to do it, there certainly are parallels. Yes. But it's just like asking for do you think the Sims is a good relationship or a good lifestyle? Both of us like Loch Ness monster. We make a good pair. We should marry we should move in together. Yeah, no. No, not so much. It's one of those things where you just keep the two of them talking together and sooner or later they'll actually start to like each other. Yep. <laughs> Put them in a room. Remove the door. Then we'll sooner or later <laughs> they will die. marry. Sadness. 
All right. Well, Andy, it's been fun. It is mid-afternoon here. I have to get to work. It's still morning here. Yay. Yes. But I've also been up for six hours? No, way more than that. I was like, if you were here, time is even up right now. Probably not. Yeah. Okay, so what time here? It would be 10.20 here. I've been up for 10 hours. Actually, I've been up for like 11 hours. Yeah, how was the jet lag? I didn't have any. Really? Yeah, I I managed. So my plane left uh, Madison at 4 in the afternoon. Okay. It left Chicago at about 7. And then it because it, it left at 7 and it arrives in Cambridge about 6 hours later, it meant that with the time change, it was the equivalent of 12 hours. So I left at 7 at night. I got on the plane. I fell asleep. I woke up. And it was 7 in the morning. I worked out perfectly for you. I got like five hours of sleep, which is what I typically do, and I just shifted my schedule six hours. Huh. So now I'm waking up at five in the morning. Wait till you come back home. That's what's going to fuck me up. I'm not looking forward to that. Right. So anyway. Anyway. All right. See you guys next week. That was a wrap. This has been another episode of the Random Access Podcast. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, corrections, suggestions, remarks, reviews, rebukes, retorts, or just rants, feel free to contact us. You can find us on Twitter at RAPodcast, or send us an email at mail at RAPodcast.net. Thank you for listening. <laughs>